Welcome to OMG Watch This Pod. Thank you for joining us today. We are going to talk about the uh, the second half of the delightful uh, ninja cocaine Romantic drug comedy. music comedy uh, Miami Connection. Uh, if you've missed the first half of this, you'll probably want to go back to there first. I am Cliff Johnson. Thank you for joining us. I am uh, also here today. I have Colby. Woo! Say hey. And Brooke. I really thought that in our marriage vows, you said you'd put me first. <laughs> oh. I've known Colby longer, in fairness. I don't see how that's relevant. Seniority means nothing in, here. <laughs> in his brother vows, he told me I'd come first, so. <laughs> we did not do those. We, we did, did that fine, thing where we spit fine. in our hands and shook. <laughs> We cut each other's palms, palms and then put them together. The most dangerous way to do anything ever. Fun fact, Cliff now has hepatitis. <laughs> uh, in this age of Fine. social distancing, you should not spit on anything and then touch it to another person. Fine. We didn't even let Colby be in the room when we did this. He's states away. It was the only safe way to record this podcast. <laughs> Uh, so if uh, I guess if you missed the first half of this podcast and you don't want to go back and watch it against our best recommendations, um, I'm going to sum up the delightful Miami Connection with how it was reviewed. Uh, for lack of a better synopsis, Miami Connection is a cocaine war rock ninja motorcycle gang film with aspirations of being an action adventure musical. And if that doesn't make you want to go watch this movie right now on Amazon Prime, there is something wrong with you. Is that really what we're going to go with? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, right. When we ended our uh, last podcast, we were talking about uh, a beach scene that really only appeared to exist so that the members of Dragon Sound, the band in this movie, could sexually harass a bunch of random women on a beach, which is cool. to roll around in some woman's boobs. I mean, that's what everyone wants to do. Is it? I think. I also found out that swimsuits so. in the 80s were awful and horribly unflattering. And really unsupportive. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. Wasn't good. It's good the two of you have come together. <laughs> I also think very similar things about what um, women bikers wore in the mid-80s. I think they still wear them, sadly. <sighs> I need to go to more biker rallies. <laughs> I would get in just Anyways. as well as gang leader <laughs> like it is a could, uh... it is a sea of white faces and just just one like korean dude wearing some sort of scarf <laughs> he was good all right um speaking of bad bikers and weird gang members we're gonna watch him work out for a little bit in jeans um in jeans the best way to um, work out who would do that i mean like i know that the 80s were Fabric-wise, not where we are today, but if I knew anything about the eighties, it's that we should all like, the women should be wearing, wearing leotards, leotards and like and roughly warmers. socks. But I mean, like sweatpants had been yeah. invented. We saw them in sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they changed into jeans to work Maybe out. Because after they were done, they wanted to go somewhere and didn't want to have to change. We saw if you work out in jeans, you sweaty. We saw Beard Brother. <laughs> Go to the first Dragon Sound <laughs> Sound show in sweatpants. Yeah, oh, that's true. Um, <laughs> the best part about this scene is you get to see the lady working out in jeans that are like three sizes too small in a very close close up. Like it is the it is odd. the muffiniest muffiniest uh-huh. of muffin tops I've ever seen. Um, but you, she's not a very heavy uh, woman. She's either. not. I'm point uh-huh. out, it was the muffiniest. Muffin top you've ever seen until they cut to the big dude in his jeans. 
Oh, he's, I mean, like, as a fat dude. What type of self-esteem do you have to have? I don't have that. I kind of wish I did. Like, you know who's seen me shirtless? I'm pretty sure my wife. That's it. You let you did that to Amy. I know. Well, I've got no choice. Do you apologize every time? Yes. Because I usually apologize to Brooke. Yes, I'm like. I'm very sorry that you came in while I was showering. You should like have the, I go to the doctor. They're like, "Hey, take your shirt off." I'm like, "Are you sure?" Like, will you sign? I bet Is this negotiable? Will you sign this waiver because you don't have to do this to yourself. <laughs> Can I at least have one of those those little wrap things? <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's bad. It's super bad. Um, but what do you do? What no, do you work do? out in jeans. Girl shows up. Yeah, don't work out in girl jeans. Girl shows up. No. Um, no, no, girl does not show up. Uh, b- bad band leader? I don't know what his name should be. Shows up. And this oh, is when he sure. says that, you know, he uh, he he will... If, if this gang can form with his gang or band then he will give all his money to beard brother yeah Yeah, makes sense i i I also want to point out so this is after the big fight bad band leader is wearing a bloody bandage on his head yeah several scenes later which is probably several days later he is still wearing the bloody bandage which makes me think that either he has a head wound that just will not stop and he needs to go to the hospital <laughs> right he now. He needs stitches. Or perhaps he's Rashad on the same day. It's hard to I say. I think it's probably more likely that these are college students who are unaware about hygiene and medical practices because they're not studying to be that doctors. Dude, that dude is 40. <laughs> and it's just the same bandage. <laughs> that dude is 40 years old and was a DA. <laughs> Yikes! So yeah, um, um, I I like his friend who has the bandage. It's just like, uh, like right below his lip, but it's just like, like maybe a t- an inch and a half long piece of like athletic tape uh-huh. just across his. Well, face. then there's a the guy with the athletic tape just across his nose. I don't know. It's it's they not, didn't go to a doctor. They did not. They did not. Um, I like this cut here because they go from that. To in the quad. Like, so we had the beach scene, which served no purpose. <laughs> and then we had this scene, which actually drives the, the plot forward. And then we go to another scene where, like, do you picture YK Kim just going like, this is a movie about twi- uh, Taekwondo. We need to educate people about what Taekwondo no. is and show off our Taekwondo mastery. What I picture is that this was literally like, hey, I'm thinking that I'm going to need to shoot a commercial for my McDonald's of Taekwondo studios. Maybe we should just do like some Taekwondo that I can edit into a commercial later. (laughs) So as a person that like I I do some, I don't personally do video work, but I I manage people to do and I do photos and stuff. It's actually pretty common for us to be somewhere and they're like, hey man, why don't we just grab a bunch of extra footage in case we need it for something? You're right. It actually very, very, very much feels that. So Yeah. Yeah. But then they put it in the movie and it's literally just YK Kim, tall guy and drummer, Uh, I think. I can't say Jewish guy. (laughs) The guy from Israel, unibrow guy. That's what we called him. Yeah, yeah, the drummer. Yeah. Um, 
just like doing kind of slow motion fake fight scenes. Um, I think it's supposed to be impressive that he can like disarm them when they have a knife, but I'm pretty sure I could disarm someone who had a knife if they came at me at like the pace of a sloth, but had the knife like a foot and a half to my left so that I could just Uh disarm them that way too. The entire scene looks like it was filmed in slow motion, but it wasn't. It's just at normal speed. Um, do you want to talk about the the nose? Yes, thing? this is the first shot of the foot nosing. <laughs> There's more than one. Yes. Yeah, because they do it live in concert. And oh, right. he does it one other yeah. time, I think. Oh. Um, so at one point in time, while the dude has a knife and is on the ground. YK Kim grabs Tall Guy's nose with his toes and pulls his head forward so that he can kick him in the face. And I'm pretty sure if you tried that on someone in real life, they would just be stabbing you repeatedly while you're trying to grasp their nose. <laughs> Apparently in the Blu-ray commentary, uh, the guy from El- Elmo Drafthouse said, so like, is this footnose thing like your signature move? I think it is. And apparently they just kind of ha 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 but did not deny it. <laughs> like, if you know how to do that, would you not do that? Here's the thing. Of all the people in this world I know that I think could do it, it's actually you. <laughs> do you want to practice later if you can grab my, my nose with your toes? Why not? Okay. I would think that if the, I don't know, director of a movie and my sensei went, okay, okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to grab your nose with my foot. I'm like, yep, going to stop you there, YK. Um, my no. guess is that this is, it, it's his, like, it's his thing, and this is the 300th time that he's grabbed oh, his nose with his toes before. This is some sort of weird Quentin Tarantino foot thing with YK Kim? <sighs> yes. <laughs> yes. So after that scene, this is where they all sit around a table and talk about like the future of the band. Um, unibrow guys like, dude, let's just go on like a multinational tour, which sorry, dude, like that's not a thing. If you're a band who plays like a small gig, I'm pretty sure he wants to tour. In but they're going to tour and- in all of the countries where they're from Colby. Okay. Like he's from, from Israel and, and YK's like, you're from Israel? Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have liked to have been said like, wait, your family's in Israel and you just said your family's in Ireland and, and I don't know, Holland or Oates family's in Italy? I thought we were all orphans, guys. Like, that was our thing. We were all orphans, right? We talked about this before. That's just where their family's from, like historically. Like, I don't know. Maybe they're not going to actually visit it. I think my favorite part of it is drummer guys like, I don't want to go back to that club anymore. There's like, I think we should do an international tour. They're like, why not? He's like, I just don't like beard guy being there and, and being mean to us all the time. And, and it makes me sad. And, and I don't think we should go there. It's, How will you afford college anymore? We could write some Taekwondo songs and then we could break <laughs> boards. And that's what we're going to do. I enjoy that. He's like, I don't know. Like, I just don't want to have to go back to the club where there's drugs. I'm like, dude, you are in Orlando. You are in Florida in the 80s. There's drugs everywhere. They're like, you see everything built around you in Miami? It's drugs. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like that in a movie that is absolutely packed with terrible actors, that the drummer guy is 100% the worst actor in so much that you can see him. Like, he, he says a line, and in the middle of that line... 
like stops and like you can see it in his eyes that he's searching really, really, really hard for what the next line is, <laughs> visibly pauses for three or four seconds and then keeps talking. It's incredible. And out of 10,000, he was the best. Yeah, it's terrifying. So it's terrifying. Then you get uh, so Uncle has shown up previously in the movie. Does he have a name other than Uncle? Yeah, it's Uncle something. I didn't put it in the he, notes. Though. He owns a call him Uncle, like a, a I don't know some sort of a presumably Korean restaurant. Yeah, like a teriyaki yeah, joint. It looks good. I'd eat there. Uh, it looked real good. Um, and one of the gangs is in his place. And this is when you get this actually lends credence to my thought that all these clothes are just interchangeable and that the dude in that is wearing YK Ken shorts because <laughs> we are a quarter of an inch from just seeing hog on that dude. <laughs> like there are literally, like I you can see in those pants where it ends. And I'm like, dude, if he just like lifts his arms up. We are just going to see Tip there. I mean, let's be frank, though. This was the 80s. Our father wore cut-off jean shorts that were probably roughly I'm that. Just, I'm I mean, just glad that I'm young enough I don't remember that. Oh, I, I distinctly do. Don't worry, I pictures. It's burned in the mouth. <laughs> Better than grab the shorts in which you could. Um oh. The number of times I've seen my grandpa's junk just because he was like <laughs> man spreading on a like chair in the backyard, quote unquote, sunning himself. The fact that man didn't die of cancer is <laughs> shocking. Anyway, an aside. Um. So uh, yeah, they they're like, well, we're not gonna pay for this meal and walk out. And again, you get a fight of like, hey, there's twelve of us. What if we just fight this guy one at a time? Um, which <laughs> some reason doesn't end well because I don't know. Uncle, of course, knows Taekwondo. Of course he does. And, you know, then the group pulls up in the car and they're like, oh, you, you got it, uncle. And he apologizes to them for some reason. Oh, it's because Taekwondo well, I mean, isn't meant to be like for fighting. It's yeah, it's a peaceful. It's supposed to be reflective. Uh -huh. um, YK Kim said in an interview that if. The leaders of, man, I wish I could remember which countries. Israel? I'm going to guess and... Palestine? No, because that would have made sense. <laughs> Russia, maybe? <laughs> maybe? Like, if they both did Taekwondo together, they would end wars. Because when you when you do Taekwondo with another person, you you become brother, brothers with them. And you'd just be able to talk it out. <gasps> instead That's why of... they're brothers! Oh, they did Taekwondo. <laughs> Taekwondo brothers. Uh -huh. Anyway, world peace through Taekwondo. Who knew? I sure hope that the journalist, I don't know, journalist, the blogger stopped him and was like, hey, you, you know, those two aren't f fighting, right? Yeah, eh, whatever. Um, But uh, they're like, I don't know, Putin can do Krav Maga and, or no, uh, I mean, not Netanyahu can do Krav Maga and uh, Putin can do whatever Russian one he does. I think he actually also, he actually, I think also does Krav Maga. They can, they should get together, together and practice and together. We won't have he does that weird Russian dancing thing where you like cross your arms and kick. Yeah, they, they won't have any wars between <laughs> Russia and Israel that have been plaguing the world for the last. I, mean, I might've gotten those countries I mean, wrong, I, I, but. Does it matter? 
No. I mean, does it? I mean, any two countries are they really going to be able to solve their problems with taekwondo? Maybe. If, I mean, if we tried it, if I can I have know. like I don't know Trump and another foreign leader just do taekwondo and let me watch, I'll be a little bit better. Right now. <laughs> I, I mean, really honestly, would. it doesn't look like the primaries are going to work out. I think that's how we should settle this election in a cage: Bernie, Biden, and Trump taekwondo. Sweet, like three <laughs> octogenarians go at it in the octagon. <laughs> It's gonna be great. You can put that on pay per view and make money too. It'd be awesome. Rumble in the jungle. No crowd though. Yeah. <laughs> no, we can't have people there. It'll be, be like the, it'll be like the 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 uh, lightsaber battle at the end of the first Star Wars, where it's just like Ben <laughs> Kenobi and Darth Vader just like vaguely swinging at each other. <laughs> Biden's eyes start spontaneously bleeding. <laughs> Anyway. Okay, so... Maybe Joe Biden's had coronavirus all along. Is that like a symptom or something? I don't think random eye bleeding is a symptom. He has Ebola. No. I don't know. Can I start the rumor that he has Ebola? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so this is when Girl goes to talk to her brother. Um, who's? But they used the same workout footage to start yeah. with it, so that's why I was yeah. confused. Um. Is this where she has to walk past the three guys? No, that's later. Um, so she goes. No, no. I think this is where she's walking into his office and is like, I need to talk to him. And they're like, hey, baby, why don't you come here? I'm like, have you seen what their brother did to the guy who's dating him? Let alone the guy who's cat calling him in the gym he owns. Cat calls that make very little sense. Like, very little like one sense. of the guys does the curve motion, but adds like an extra three curves to it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he likes like pigs well like maybe he's looking at the shirtless fat dude next to him like well if i just go with all his roles that's what it looks like <laughs> and and the one guy's wearing like a pink floyd hat and i can only assume david gilmore's like i didn't sign off on this <laughs> he's just dying inside i like to think that david gilmore hasn't seen this <laughs> i i loved i love to think of a world where pink floyd got together as a band and tried to solve their differences through taekwondo They're like roger roger come over we're gonna watch this taekwondo movie and maybe we can settle our differences taekwondo, taekwondo brothers yes and uh-huh yeah that's sure <laughs> no no it's no. just like i'm out <laughs> I think you can write them some letters. See, see if they'll do it now. Well, most of them are, them are dead, dead now. It's we have to write less <laughs> letters now. Um, good point. Good point. Uh, for a while, uh, drummer whose name I can't come up come up with right now, Dave Mason. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. is it Dave Mason? Ted Mason? Uh, it's something Mason. Harold Mason. He followed me on Twitter, which was weird. <laughs> Does he not still? No, he doesn't. Still, I checked. Oh, I know that's a bummer. Oh, that's sad. Um. So uh, she goes and talks to her brother in, I don't know, like they got the Scarface uh, studio yeah, for yeah. just like a scene because that is like black and gold marble all along yep. the walls. It's amazing. Um, I don't remember what this conversation is about. I assume she says. I don't either. I just watched it. I watched it 20 minutes uh, ago. I mean, he was too excited about the pretty walls. He couldn't look I away. Literally, <laughs> I was just like. I think it was just kind of like, I'm an adult. You uh -huh. should treat me as one. No, you're my sister. You know. I think it literally is. And I can just yeah. assume that if they like pan to the right, there is a mountain of cocaine on that dude's desk. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like he should just like have in, his mustache should just be white. 
Um, yep. <laughs> but then you get the train yard fight. The train yard fight is amazing. Also, I enjoy that they apparently call Dragon Sound and be like, hey, hey we're going to have a big fight. Do you guys want to come? And they're like, well, there's five of us. Only three of us can show up. Is that going to be a problem? They're like, no, no, there's like 40 of us. Is that is that good? Yeah, yeah, no, I think – what if <laughs> – Got it. When we get there, all three of us are going to run in different directions. That works for you guys, right? Yeah, no, I – And YK Kim's coming. He actually knows Taekwondo, yeah. so – Is that – that's that's good with you and because uh, if someone – if there was a gang that was after me and said, like, hey, come meet us at the train yard, my first thought would be, like, I don't think I'm going to do that. Like – Man, I should be anywhere but the train yard. Wait, you guys get pipes and chains and knives? We've just got to wear gloves? Like, fingerless gloves. It's probably because you don't understand the honor, of the honor and the family and the, the brotherhood. I don't know the I words. I will also point out that throughout most of this, they could have just been like, hey, there's a gang selling a bunch of coke. Um, police? Do you want to go check on that? Like... I don't know. Yeah, no. Hey, one of our members has been kidnapped by this drug gang. Um, could you guys go get him back? Like, that's a federal offense, uh, FBI. Well, I mean, only if they cross state borders. No, no, I... kidnapping. It's federal. Oh. What if he's 35? Is it still kidnapping? Yep. Oh, well, in that case, they should have just called the FBI. Uh, spoilers. They could have called one the police at numerous times and didn't. <laughs> Are there spoilers in this movie? Does yeah. it matter? But you can, like you could randomize the scenes in this movie; it would still be great. You, uh, you are you sure? Yes. yes. <laughs> you get the train yard. I'm fight. coming around on this movie rapidly. You get the train uh-huh. yard fight where like people swing bars at people, but like deliberately pull the swing so that it hits nowhere near the person they could have easily hit. Um, it involves a lot of running from guys and then popping out from behind corners and kicking them in the chest. The best part of this entire scene, though, this is the scene where he fights the, like, Kid Rock-looking uh-huh. dude. So imagine, like, Before, if Kid, Kid... What was Kid Rock wearing? Um, was a midriff? By any chance? Uh, a, no, he, he was wearing a midriff. Silver midriff. Yeah, that's oh. why Brooke thought he was a chick. Right, that was, um, <laughs> that was then, yes. Yeah, and he's got, like, long, greasy, gross hair. I mean, Kid Rock, you um, know, just imagine it he's also wearing black kind of puffy pants as well yeah. as a black yeah. leather hat yeah uh-huh. and he i mean just like tweaker written all over him um but like i think it's the tall guy that beats him up i think it is um and like he beats up his other two friends and the guy kind of runs away and then comes back and then like kind of dances shouts yeah, he does like this dance and and like it's not like, hey man, come on, come on, come on. It's like, oh, what? You know, like when birds do like their little dance in front of. I think there's one that does it to scare away the, you know, just so that they can show off for the girl birds, and then the other one shows off their dance, and the girl bird picks which one did it better. Yeah, yeah. I think that might be what was happening. Absolutely. And then the dude just like kicks him in the stomach, and he but he flies out. back. He he flies back like three or four feet, and I can't imagine this is a movie where they had any sort of like rigging or anything, and he didn't look like he jumped. So it really makes me wonder if the dude just kicked him, and he's like, hey, man, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to kick you. We're in this sand pit, so at least it's not going to hurt much when you land, but the kick's going to hurt. According to White <laughs> Pig Jim, there were no injuries on set. I 
a hundred percent do not believe that. No. <laughs> um, so uh, this is also where you see that the guy's head is still bleeding, and that he absolutely needs still bleeding. To go it's days to a later. Doctor. Um, yep. You also you also get the police officer pointing his gun squarely at the other police officer's chest. Yeah, they 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 literally are sitting there and they're like, "Oh, cops! Everybody, run!" And every like like stops what they're doing, runs back to their car, and just drives away. And like these three cops pull up and are kind of like, "What happened here?" Must have been those <laughs> drug gangs we're having problems with. Ah, oh, all those cocaine drugs gangs, ninjas, ninjas, ninjas. <laughs> yep. So. Next, you get the motorcycle rally, um, and oh. you are going to see some boobies. It made me uncomfortable. I very uncomfortable. <laughs> it made me very uncomfortable. Like we, I watched it a second time. I'm like, where are they? So I can skip. Oh crap! <laughs> it's it is literally they got a motorcycle gang full of people. I would say mostly in their like fifties, yeah, mid forties to early sixties. Got him super drunk, and then just were like, "Hey, just do do whatever you normally do at a at a thing like this." Including, and we're just gonna film it, including staring directly at the camera. Absolutely, yeah. I always enjoy extras like who are to just say that worked, but just like staring directly in the camera as they're shooting something else. It's always a sign of a great mm-hmm. movie. Oh <laughs> well, and, and so eventually, um, I don't remember what the guy's name is Yoshido. Um, shows up and like walks into this packed biker bar. Colby's right. He's wearing like he a have, scarf. He might as well have been wearing a neckerchief. Every single other person in this is wearing not nearly enough leather. Like they're all wearing leather, but man, I wish most of them had been wearing significantly wearing more, more leather. It doesn't have to be leather. <sighs> and walks up to this like skanky barkeeper and is like, hey baby, give me a kiss. And then they have to like awkwardly like reach across the bar because they're probably at least four or five inches too far apart to actually kiss, but they still make it work. I just want to know where beard brother got his Colorado outward bound school hat. Is that like, did he go there? I noticed that too. I looked it up. It's a real school. It's crazy. Uh I could call him right now. I'm looking at their website. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> but it, it like yeah. just looking at their website, like I just like to picture that he went here, did all this stuff, and it's like, what if I started a gang and ran cocaine instead <laughs> in Florida? But I'm still keeping You're the hat. More profitable. I, so did did this this scene didn't actually have any purpose? No, did it? no, no. Because like literally, they go and meet, and he's like, "How's business going?" And and Yoshida's Yoshido is like, "Let's not talk about business." I'm like, "That's pretty much the plot of this movie. What uh, what else are you going <laughs> to talk about?" So, how's your sister? Still hot? <laughs> uh... Still jealous of her boyfriend? Weirdly. <laughs> Uh, you know what we get to talk about next? Um, sitting around talking about the male not wearing shirts. You know, my favorite part about the scene as we... Because the male actually comes, so they have to go get it, right? Can you rephrase that? <laughs> the mail is delivered, and they all run outside to check like the, the mail, correct? Mail. Um, no. <laughs> is this not the scene where Hall and or Oates is outside no. in a towel no, checking no, the mail? That's, a, that's so the weird. next mail scene, because there's three mail scenes. This is where they I'm, get the mail, 
And because they've been sending off mail to the Department of Defense trying to find Jim's father. I, I'm sorry I'm confused, but there's just so many scenes in this movie that can be defined as five guys sitting around without shirts waiting for the mail to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're, they're talking about, well, what if we all send letters to the Department of Defense? Maybe we can get more like answers that way. Which I don't. I'm think pretty that, sure that's how the DoD like, works. Like they're all going to FOIA request, like where Jim's dad is. It was 1987. It didn't <laughs> that's exist. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> but uh, so after they all, I guess, put on shirts and they're driving to go to eat, I think. And this is when Hall and or Oates is kidnapped. <laughs> Poor guy. My, He's got that great mustache. My favorite thing is, is as they shove Hall and or Oates into the trunk. He says, Mark will get you. (laughs) Which, I don't know, like, maybe help, I'm being kidnapped, call 911, more than, like, the guitar player in my band will find you. I don't know. I mean, let's, I mean, first of all, they have to find him because he's the only person that actually knows how to play an instrument in this band. Um, He writes all the songs and sings them. He is a very important part of Dragon Sound. We can't find another orphan. We told you, YK, we're we not five. orphans for the last well, and time. What are they going to do without, uh, what are they going to do if they can't find another person? It's They're going to have to drop out of college. They're going to have to get jobs, I guess. It's all downhill. I don't, I don't know. Um, I just don't know. So, uh, again, I guess, I don't know. I know this is a, a drug gang. Um, but it doesn't, it seems like a laughably bad drug gang and absolutely, it just seems really weird. Like that. I mean, yes, I know they're a drug gang, but they're also just bumping this up to kidnapping. Um, yeah. And while they, they have, uh, Hall and Oates tied up on a big pillar and they're waiting around for dragon sound to show up on, you know, to ransom him, they've all got yeah. guns and they're like, no, nah, I hope they don't show up so I can shoot them. I'm like, well, now you've just gone with murder. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if if they don't show up pretty soon, I can't wait to shoot the arm off of uh, yeah. Hollow Notes up there. Like, I'm like this. Like, and also the other guys are showing up with Taekwondo. These people have guns. Like, all little teeny Uzis, except for the guy that has a shotgun. No, they all have long uh, rifles in this one. Oh, yeah. Why? That's a terrible idea. I don't know. Um. <laughs> I don't know. They had to get There's a lot of terrible ideas in this movie. A lot. This movie might have been a terrible I idea. Mean, I'll be honest. Like, so I got a couple questions at this point in the movie. Mm-hmm. So this movie cost a million dollars in 1987 money to make, which is actually a relatively sizable budget uh-huh. for 1987. Oh, yeah. <sighs> what did that money go to? Not clothes. There was no shirt. It wasn't clothes. It wasn't actors. So that's about two point two million in nowadays. That's a money. decent. I mean, like venues, maybe. I, no, because I mean, it was very obvious that they were just filming at abandoned cameras. places. I guess cameras and film, because you would yeah, have actually had to film. physically buy film and get it processed. Do you think the rest of it was just renting guns, or do you think that they owned like? 30 Mac 10. But there, there was only, you only saw like one per thing. So I think there was one Mac 10 and then there was two other guns. That's all you saw. Everyone else had like weird pipes. The the people had like, I don't know, that weird thing that looked like if you just took a pipe and glued like 
400 nails to it. There's the guy yeah. carrying that around. So what did they spend a million dollars on? Cocaine. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. Anyways, please continue. They re- they come to rescue Mark. Dragon Sound to the rescue. Is his name Mark? <laughs> okay, so uh, they come. No, it's not. It's <laughs> not. That's why I Kim, I think. Um, Tom. Sure. <laughs> it's Tom. So they're coming to rescue Hollow Notes, and uh, they, I mean, pretty handily beat almost all the people who have weapons. Um, yeah, of course. Well, it's because they're bad with weapons. We've we've talked there's about a, that. Is, is the fat guy who tries to crush YK Kim with the weird barrel thing the same fat guy who's not wearing a shirt, or is that a different fat guy? Absolutely same fat guy. Are you sure? Because they look different. Not 100%. It's very hard. <laughs> like, I mean, let's be honest. Giant, fat, white dudes yeah. in Florida. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, so they get to the top and... Is it YK Kim or is it Tall Guy that fights Brother Beard? I don't remember. Unfortunately, my rewatch of this movie stopped about here. Oh, I, so. See, I just watched it. and um, the, the who isn't important. It's the journey of this movie that really is. Absolutely. Um, so one of them, <laughs> whoopsie doodle, kicks Brother Beard off of, like, I don't know, a 20-foot, like, platform um yeah and he falls on concrete backwards because in this 20 feet he can't course correct and turn around i guess and he's no nope. dead he's very dead very dead very dead <clears throat> which leads me to the scene where they go tell yoshido your brother the other yeah, main... the other ninjas slash gang members. Well, he's just main ninja because they're not ninjas; yeah. they're gang. Yeah, they yeah. say your brother Jeff is dead. No, no, they say that Jeff is dead, and he says my, my brother. brother. Yeah, yeah, it's just real weird. It's super weird, and so I I'm the same. I can't decide if he means metaphorical Taekwondo brother or if he means actually. Brother. This bearded dude is my brother, even though we are very different races. Um, and this that also means that Jane's my sister. With their picture and like, oh, look. oh, they could have a picture too. I know. See, I, they just it could it could maybe instead of two halves of a picture, they just all have like lockets their, or like little little chunks of just someone's head, like their own head or something. They'll put it together and like this is the only baby picture of me. I don't know. There's way too many people potentially related to this movie. <laughs> I just like to think that that dude is just funny and he'll just say that so all his underlings are like did did he just say that dude was his brother <laughs> they i mean that can't be right can it and just like so some sort of weird you know confusion in his own gang i think the question that i've had about all of this is that yoshido runs a ninja gang yeah right a motorcycle ninja and it's gang. a ninja gang that that sells cocaine does he sell it to beard brother who then sells it or are they all part of the same gang i don't know and that's the question i have is like like his his group seems to be pretty well trained they're all ninjas they all have outfits that match they seem to do ninja stuff and then beard guy has 
<laughs> when you're gonna sell cocaine it's best to be organized kind of like walmart right Where we need to know who's an employee and who's not How well, you don't do accidentally want to go up Name to the guy and uniforms the match what if you're like looking for your hookup and you go up to the guy who's wearing a red shirt and khakis and you're like hey man you got the drugs and he's like dude i work at target if everyone's a ninja like you just know to go up to the ninja but that's the, my question is, are they part of the same gang and bearded dude is just the like disorganized fat guy with no shirt gang? Or is it like, is that part of the drug funnel where the drugs go to the ninjas oh. and the ninjas give them to him and he's the distributor? Are these two gangs friends? Like, do gangs have gang friends? So I figured out what it is. So okay. they're two separate gangs. They flipped a coin. Yoshida's gang got shirts. The other guy got skins. <laughs> oh. that makes sense <laughs> do gangs have like alliances i assume so i assume so i don't know i have so many questions about the gangs in this i also wonder about the other gang from actual miami like do they not want vengeance and their drugs and money back or did he kill all of them <laughs> he called the the main boss and was like we're doing this and you just take out the entire competition with ninja stars yeah <sighs> So many questions. What, what happened to the band? The other band? Well, they're part of the shirtless gang. Or maybe. Are they? Okay. Anyway, continue. Uh, so um, then you get a ninja training montage because I'm pretty sure there's going to be some vengeance for killing his maybe brother. And this is where you get yeah. the second because it's also kind of cut in with shots of the band playing. This is where you get the other YK Kim foot nose move. Um, he grabs on the, stage. Who's who is it that he grabs though? Because I think it's who's singing. Oh, because they rescued they rescued Hollow Notes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he grabs he grabs Hollow Notes. But the funny thing is, is he's not holding an instrument either. He's a rhythm guitar player. I don't know why he's up on stage breaking boards. I, mean, I guess it was part of their new plan. But they're playing a song while he's doing it. Does that song not have rhythm guitar? Can you imagine? Every song needs that. If you saw a band playing and one of them grabbed another band member's nose with their foot. Did, and kind of leads him around yeah, by it. I think I'd be like, did, did that just happen? Like, I mean, I know we're seeing a Taekwondo band, which is weird, but... That's going viral on YouTube tomorrow. <laughs> so, um, this is when you get the going... Well, maybe... I think we somehow skipped another male scene. because No, I think that's right here. Is it? Okay, oh, so this so is two of, of my favorite scenes. This is when when uh, uh, Black Dude walks out and gets the mail... Again, pants are undone. Um, maybe he just likes no to be shirt. comfortable. Maybe he's just eaten like a bunch of turkey and he decided to <laughs> like, check I the mail. I just didn't want to, I mean, I'll be honest, of the five of them, he is the dude who you would least want to be. I mean, I'm not saying he's fat, but like, like tall dude is ripped. Like he is a, he is stretched. A, yeah, he is, he is very muscular, looks okay without a shirt on. Black dude just looks kind of like a slightly chubby dude who's not wearing a shirt. Yeah. Um, so he goes, and, but I didn't want to know he wears tidy whities either, and I know that because his pants are never done up. So he goes out and checks the mail, and this is when you get the "my father, my father" over and over again, um, over and over again, and everyone hears this 
and runs outside. And uh, this is when you get uh, Hall and Oates just in a towel, just ran outside. Like, He's in a towel. Like maybe he misheard my father as fire. I <laughs> I think I would have waited uh, because they no one wearing a shirt. They all lift him up like in a you know like he just won the Super Bowl kind of thing. <laughs> and that dude is wearing a towel and does not have a hand on it, so there's a possibility. <laughs> He's gonna You're going to see Hall and Oates. And it's just going <laughs> to fall down and the neighbor's going to be like, oh, geez, not again. <laughs> yeah, my guess is if you're those dudes' neighbors, you have seen so much more of them than you want to see. Because they appear to be just fine with whatever. Yeah. They're just down for whatever. And then, uh, uh, then you get a girl comes in. And well, I think we should say before that is his brother he, – he's found his dad and his dad's coming to meet coming him. Coming to meet him. And then yeah. a girl comes in and she's talking to Tall Guy and she's like, say, sorry, I haven't been around. It's been a, a rough, like, while, which implies that, I don't know, a lot of time has passed, <laughs> like – Weeks? Some, somewhere between, like, 24 hours and three weeks. Yeah. And, you know, like, I just had a lot to deal with and stuff. And she is literally talking about, hey, like, you killed the only family I have left, but she is totally cool with that. She's And he's kind of a dick, sure, but who's going to pay for my college Yeah, she's now? just like, you know, it, he, he literally says, like, there's nothing we could do. I'm like, there's probably a lot you could do, like, not fight on a 20-foot platform I don't know. Call the police? Like, well, I don't know much about ninjas and I don't know much about gangs, but by all everything I do know about seeing both those things in movies, she's the leader of that gang now, right? Yeah. I don't know much about Florida state law, but for all accounts, he's probably wanted for some sort of manslaughter. He is on the lam. I mean, yes, there was kidnapping involved, but, like, I'm guessing he might be charged with something. I mean, I'm going to say that that's like murder, too. They showed up with the intention of... <laughs> like, I don't at the very least, manslaughter. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it's Florida. Florida in the 80s, man. Like, you find an extra dead body, it's yeah. probably fine. What did they do with this guy's... the drugs and anything. What did they do with the guy's corpse? Did they call the police after he was dead, or did they just like they just oh, left it? We're out. Like this went. Yeah, bad. they just they just left it. Um. So this is when they you know get their like two hundred and fifty dollars together to go buy uh Jim Jeff Jim Jim a suit Jim and, yeah Jim uh so they they get him a suit and they're going to, oh that's what it is this is so they're they've got the suit they're going to meet and that's when you get the. The, the girl coming up and saying, like, hey, like, yeah, my yeah. mother died. Uh, so did they really name the, the one black guy in this movie Jim? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, could it just been a coincidence? I mean, they may not have been, like, in the know enough to not. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. It was a very diverse movie otherwise. I it mean, was absolutely not. So diverse. <laughs> Cliff, there was an Irish guy, an Italian guy, See? an Israeli guy. <laughs> And I mean, honestly, who knows what the race of any of those ninjas were? <laughs> you could see is their eyes. Yeah, all he could see is their eyes. <laughs> yes, you're right. So they get Jim a, a, a nice a nice coat, a nice tie, 
Um, he looks very sharp. They actually kind of dress him, which is weird and kind of uncomfortable. Hey, Jim, you look uh, great with a shirt on. I... <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's let's do up those pants, Jim. These are <laughs> these are nice pants. You you actually button those. <laughs> That'd be awesome if he wanted to go be his dad, just shirtless with his pants undone. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's wearing the suit and everything. It's just his pants are undone. <laughs> Uh, so they're driving in their giant car. I don't know why only three of them are going to go meet the dad. I don't know. Um, yeah. Why anyone but Jim is going along. <laughs> like It's not his car. He can't drive it. Jim doesn't have a driver's license. Well, then, then why does tall guy need to go? But no, wait, I think it's so, tall guy's car. That would make sense. Why does YK Kim need to go? Isn't YK Kim driving? I don't Maybe know. Maybe they're just supportive. They're just supportive, Colby. They're just supportive. They want to make sure he gets there and gets there on time. Like we're hauling oats. You're like, hey, we would let you go, but you're just wearing a towel. I <laughs> yes, absolutely yes. Um, uh, Israeli guy didn't want to go because he heard there was drugs at the airport, and he just doesn't want to go back. Exactly. There. Um, I'll be honest. He is the like he is so generic in this movie that you could have removed him, and the movie would not be any different. Except the dragon sound wouldn't have a drummer. About well, that would have been sad. I think you could cut out keep the beat. <laughs> a lot of these people. Yep. Girlfriend doesn't need to be there, really. Well, I think she provides a. I mean, every movie needs well, her. Well, she doesn't need to be there in that role. Like, maybe no. maybe tall guy like sees her and it's like a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing. I don't know. Saying. Uh, that would have been a better plot. You're right. Yeah. Uh, so that's when the motorcycle ninjas pull up. As <laughs> That's how most movies, I think, should end. Just like, and that's yeah. when the motorcycle ninjas show up. And... I'm not a smart man. I won't pretend to be. But if a bunch of motorcycle ninjas surround my car and they have katanas and there's three of us, my first thought isn't like, hey, maybe we should jump out of the car. Like, they're on, no, they're on motorcycles. Away. You will win. Like, yeah. just just drive. Um, but mm-hmm. instead, they decide, like, hey, let's jump out of the car. We can probably fight these ninjas. I mean, spoiler alert, they do. Uh, they're not In this weird ninjas. park full of strange rivers and mud? If, like, I want to say they fight in the Little Brea Tar Pit for some reason, because that's what I... Oh, it's... But, uh... I... Go ahead. I I read a little bit about it, and they're like, yeah, that was the most horrible place to film. It was literally like a public park, and they're like, that water was gross and like stagnant and stank, so many and we mosquitoes. had to like surround a perimeter to keep everyone out of the park. And why didn't at least one of those ninjas get taken down by an alligator? Absolutely, probably because they would have had to have an alligator. Get then. a fake alligator. It's not like the, anything else in this movie was so good that people would be like, "Well, it was good up until you had the bad fake alligator." <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you could have just had like B roll of some alligator, like they did in. Uh, temple of doom when he falls in do some use an alligator from like a disney nature uh-huh. documentary from the 40s hundred uh, percent no one would have noticed um it's valid so they jump out of the throw a willem scream and call it good uh-huh. they jump out of the car um jim is almost immediately cut down by a guy with a katana because of course like i'll be honest though so like this is a massive plot point um like jim getting cut I, I don't want to make light of Jim's injuries, but the, the cut is like, say, a six-inch slash 
across his chest. Uh-huh. Like, that's going to hurt a lot. Hey, so I'm... It's going to bleed a lot. I'm not a... It is in no way life-threatening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but... um. If someone has a it's giant, good, you said you didn't go to college. I know. Um, <laughs> if someone has a giant open wound, do you or do you not drag them through a swamp? Um, it's generally speaking a bad idea. But I'm going to go back to the fact that his rib cage would have just protected him. Like his body did what it was supposed to. Yeah, but like he would have. The infection is what's going to kill him. Exactly. Um, and also, like, if you're white kick him and you're six or seven inches shorter than Jim, you should not be trying to drag Jim anywhere. Probably not. No. I also want to point out that at this point in my notes, I wrote down, Jeff! Because I thought that's what white kick him <laughs> screamed. And I'm like, oh, his name is Jeff. And only later did he say, Jim got cut. I'm like, oh, oh, his name's Jim? <laughs> this is the end of the movie. And I just assumed this guy was named Jeff. I tell you, this this movie, they looked up what the five most common names in 1987 were and just named all their characters down a list of that. <laughs> it's terrible. So, um, so right after this, of course, Tall Guy pops his shirt right off. He was waiting of for that. Of course he does. Like, he is just like, bam, shirt's coming off. We're not meeting Jim's dad. I can finally get comfortable. <laughs> I, I, I think my favorite part of of this entire like fight scene is that tall guy just goes ape shit. Oh. Like the look on his face is like, he like, first of all, the dude already has kind of a like Jimmy Stewart kind of like Elasta fate. Like he's got terrible teeth though. And spends a lot of time of this just with this horrifying sociopathic grin he, that, he liked to, like, I don't know, prep for this scene, was like, what if I watch a bunch of Vietnam movies? And oh. just based it off of, like, I remember that time when that dude in the movie went crazy in Vietnam? I'll just do that. It's it's like that, you know, they, they want you to, I think, I'm sure that the, I'm going to air quote direction, was that, you know, you your best friend was just cut pretty bad. Um, Shouldn't and have you need ninjas to... with swords, just saying. <laughs> You need to, you know, you need to show how upset and angry and crazy you are. And he took that direction and was like, well, there's no way you can make this too over the top, right? Um, And he was wrong. He was very, very, very wrong. I enjoy. It's great. I enjoy that you think at any point anyone in this movie was like, hey, hey, maybe we should pull this back a bit. Yeah. That was never said on the set. Um. So he goes crazy, kills a bunch of guys. Like they are there. So many ninjas. They are all going to have some sort of PTSD by the end of this, right? Like he's absolutely. Well, I mean, this is going to be tall guys Vietnam. Like not only ninjas that, but crawling like you through can, the bushes and <laughs> you can get away with leaving one bearded dead man in like what look like a quarry. <laughs> like there's no way you can get away with leaving thirty dead ninjas. In what very much appears to be a public park right off of a main road. Like, you just. I think you could. Can't. I think you could. <laughs> They're like, I, I want to see the. Um, police report? Uh, well, not, not not the police report. I want to see. Um, oh, shoot. What's the name of that movie? Um, with the two brothers that fight. Oh, 
The guy, okay, so the Green Goblin, the first Spider-Man movie. Willem Dafoe. Yes. Willem Dafoe's in it. Um, And the two Irish brothers. Oh, Boondock Saints. I want to see the Willem Dafoe's Boondock Saints, um, like, retelling of this movie. There was a katana fight! (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) 30 ninjas came to fight each other in this It took a while to get there, but I'm glad we did it. (laughs) So, um, they they kill everyone. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Then, um, the white ninja who's just been sitting there who is the lead ninja the entire time yeah. like one of the other ninjas runs up and says like master master everyone's been killed and he just turns around and cuts off his head badly like the the very badly the effects on that are just mm-hmm. bad that's not what a neck looks like um and so um i i will tell you the person who did the special effects was also the composer of the soundtrack well, that, that, so that it tracks. tracks yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's like, well, now everyone's dead. I assume that's what he said. I don't know, but that just makes sense. Um, sure. Which I just don't know if that's the best way to like keep employees. Like, no. I mean, go, okay, cool. We'll regroup and maybe try again next week. I don't know. If you're a ninja master, occasionally you have to kill other ninjas in your ninja group in front of all their ninja brethren just to, like, show how tough of a ninja leader you are. But just killing a random ninja when there's no one else around for yeah. no reason does nothing. you got to crack a few ninjas to make an omelet. Um, exactly. So that's when YK Kim fights main ninja. Um and all of- no, is main ninja is main ninja Yoshido? Yeah, yeah, that's Yoshido. Which also, I want to point out, like, if I'm main ninja, I'm not wearing white. I'm wearing black. All the other ninjas are in black. They should be in white, or maybe red. Yeah, like something like white is not the main ninja color, it's, and certainly not the main bad ninja. No, no, um, no. So this is actually where all of the quad work comes back. Because yeah. everything that happens in this pretty much happened in the quad. Um, I do want to point out that if you're fighting a ninja who is intent on killing you, maybe not kicking them and knocking them down and then going, going to turn my back on him now because he's going to pull out the third knife of this fight and try to stab you in the back. But luckily you're practicing in the quad and can do that cool thing where you like turn around because you know he's about to attack you and grab the knife and have him stab himself. Uh, which I also wonder how many times he's done that and just there's no one behind him. The guy's literally knocked out (laughs) (laughs) or he's like two seconds too early and like goes to grab his arm. and like, Oh crap. Oh man. (laughs) He used his Taekwondo senses call. Oh, right. It's like Spidey senses, except you get him when you practice Taekwondo. I was kind (laughs) of sad that he didn't grab the bad guy by the nose with his foot. Um, but maybe why didn't he? Or maybe, grab the knife with his toes? Well, maybe he saw that he was wearing a mask, and he's like, "Damn it, my one move!" That's <laughs> <laughs> how you thwart that one. So I, I want to just take a, a slight break, um, in our retelling of this delightful movie, um, to tell you that that this is where the actual ending diverges from the original ending, right? So in the, 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 
the alternate ending, they go back to the house and Samuel Jackson is sitting in the dark and he's like, hey, <laughs> we're starting a group. Do you want to be an Avenger? <laughs> that would have been significantly that, better. That is how Dragon Sound joined the MCU. <laughs> so uh, in the original ending, I think it's very important to say that they finished up this movie, shot the original ending, and then screened it at cons. Yeah, as um, does. I think Birdemic also screened even... there, which just tells me that maybe like, hey, we fil- we you know we we pre- premiered it. You know, cans is not not necessarily as big. Is well, it, is and, it and, like and, I played at Warp Tour, but then you find out that they played on the fourth stage? Well, I think what it is is you don't actually have to like submit to cons and get accepted. You just rent a theater out while it's happening and invite people, oh. um, which is what they did. And people saw this movie and hated it. I am shocked. I know, right? I'm not shocked. <laughs> um, they did not like the extraordinarily dark ending, which I will tell you what happens is they get um, Jim, Jim back in the car. Jim is bleeding and dying. Mark is in the back seat saying something that I couldn't really tell because he's not a very. It's his, hard to hear his English what is not the best. YK Kim's saying. Um, I think he's saying please over and over and over again. Um, Tom is shirtless in the front seat, covered <laughs> in blood, <laughs> driving, and then looking back over his shoulder, looking back over his shoulder like, you're going to make it, Jim. We're going to get your dad. We're going to take you to, you're going to see your dad. We got to get your airport. And YK Kim's in the back seat going, please, please, please. <laughs> and then... He's like, he's like, what is his name? Tall guy, pull over. And I don't know why. And then he dies. And it's super sad. And like YK Kim like gets him on his lap and he's super sad. And then for like they, it's really weird because they like pan to this. You hear this airplane. You hear it. And I'm like, did they just not do the audio right for this movie? Like, why is there an airplane in it? And then they cut to it and it flies over the top of the convertible and they go, Jim's dad was in that car on that plane. and then in that plane in that car <laughs> in that plane and then it shows like these car. <laughs> whatever and then it shows like two five second clips of tall guy doing a little taekwondo and YK Kim doing a little taekwondo and then credits and I'm like huh well that that's that's interesting that is not the way this movie ended. Please continue, Colby. I just want to point out, I'm looking at the 1987 Cannes Film Festival, and uh, I could literally only recognize one of these movies. The Glass Menagerie was that year, so maybe this was a good movie this year. Maybe it was just a slow movie Yeah, movie year in 1987. They're like, sure, sure, bring like, it in, YK. Like, literally, I'm looking at these movies. I don't recognize a single one. Well, it happens. I mean, the Palme d'Or went to Sous le Suele de Satan. I probably am. I love that movie. I'm not great at French, so. I noticed. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, okay. Uh, Jim, they drag him to the car. No one's wearing a shirt. Uh, so then it cuts to a hospital. And <laughs> you see Jim's dad. And. Jim's probably 30. 
And when I think Jim's dad is even as old as Jim. (laughs) So when I first saw this movie. Trivia. Jim's dad's actor is younger than Jim. (laughs) When I first saw this movie, I went, did they just put flour in Jim's hair and have him play his dad? (laughs) That's exactly what we thought, too. And his eyebrows. Uh Uh-huh. And his his mustache. I think he has a mustache. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like... Is there no one in the Orlando? I mean, if, let's be frank. Was there not an older black dude that was wanting to learn Taekwondo at one of his studios? <laughs> or did yeah. one of the other? Does Jim not have a grandpa? <laughs> like, couldn't they? Like, Jim, bring your dad to set one day so we can. Like, no, nope. he doesn't have lines. He has like two. He did a couple. Yeah, it's a speaking role. Uh, but I mean, let's be honest. Line delivery was not no. a prerequisite to be in this movie. No. Um. So instead, they just got like a thirty-year-old guy and just kind of grayed his hair up a bit and just assume no one would notice that he was wrinkleless. I, I noticed. <laughs> like, I, like you like just look at him and go like, wow, black don't crack, I guess. I, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, and so, you know, Jim's going to be okay. They wheel him out. Don't mention anything about the horrible infection that probably got into his chest, which is like, yeah. know, other than your brain, probably the worst place you can get an infection. Jim died two days later <laughs> of gangrene. But like, I mean, also like you get cut across the chest like that. There is all sorts of muscles that that went through. Like he is not doing good. You don't get wheeled out the same day. No, they're not like, Oh, we stitched him up. He's fine. There's <laughs> like probably months of physical therapy, but he's good. Um, oh. And then Miami Connection, except there's a last title, like a last card. And it says, only through the elimination of violence can we achieve world peace. See, that's what I'm saying, Cole. If everyone just practiced Taekwondo, we could have world peace. The question I have, the scene I wanted to see in this alternate ending is when Tall Guy, I mean, because like, there's no way that that YK Kim is going to be able to carry Jim into the ER, right? So I want to see the scene where tall guy comes in with Jim's bloody body with this giant slash, like a slash so deep that it cut through his tie, his dress shirt and his chest. But tall guy comes in carrying him, not wearing a shirt covered in blood and like, Hey, we need some help here. And then they, they get it and they're like, sir, you're covered in that gentleman's blood. And he's like, oh, no, no. no, no. no. This wasn't his blood. That's ninja blood. <laughs> this is the blood of 30 nin- Oh, I've said too much. Now I have to kill all of you, too. I I assume that it's kind of like a Monty Python Holy Grail thing where he literally has to kill everyone until he can like no one knows that he is a violent mass murderer with a grin that makes like Jack Nicholson in the shining look sane. I want a sequel where Jim's thirst of blood has like taken over him. It's like a, some sort of like horror thriller where he's living with girl and he just goes out at night and is killing people. I honestly want just a sequel to this movie in the same style, but with all these dudes who are now in their like early to mid sixties, because they all still appear to be alive. Um, like I've seen pictures of them together in like 2018, all wearing the same shirt you're wearing right now. 
They um, all still visit each other and are besties? I don't oh, that's think sweet. that's true. <laughs> I wanna, but they all appear- I want to point out that all of them are wearing the shirt I'm wearing. All of them have cut the sleeves off of the shirt I'm wearing. <laughs> and about half of them have tucked them in either to their sweatpants or jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in their defense, Cole, they're all like between 61 and 67 <laughs> they are they look pretty good for dudes in their mid-60s though. except Holland Oates he has not aged well <laughs> oh really because I saw another picture of him. you can actually take guitar lessons from Holland Oates now if you live in the central Florida area um, he mostly Florida. tours with uh, some sort of ministry where he plays guitar um, but he also did play guitar at Disney World for a while so must be pretty decent then right yeah well you know he is literally like all the guitar in the movie mm-hmm. is actually him playing it well, it still doesn't mean he's good <laughs> he's pretty good he's pretty good who yeah. is, all right so who is the little person in bad santa um why can i not remember his name tony cox yeah the yeah. uh jim Looks a ton like Tony Cox. He does actually look a lot like him. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, so to wrap this up, um, Colby has been trying to get me to watch this movie for I probably since we actually recorded our last episode. We our next episode was supposed to be I don't know the Titanic under the sea. We watched the first half of it. And I was like, I just can't do any more of this. I watch it all. Um, <laughs> And so he's like, well, we should do Miami Connection. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll do the Miami Connection. And then about once every week, Colby's like, have you watched Miami Connection yet? Have you watched Miami Connection yet? At which point I realized that Colby didn't like this movie because it was a, you know, so bad it's good movie that he non-ironically <laughs> loves this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> which, interestingly enough, does appear to be kind of a an opinion on the internet, shall we say that this is not a, it's so bad. It's good movie that this is actually a, a, a moment captured in time from the eighties. No, no, no. This movie is bad, but so as I've always said, you can make a bad movie. It's super easy to make a bad movie. What makes a bad movie good is the earnestness that goes into making a movie where you think that you are making an excellent movie but it's bad that's why the room is so good it's so not, good it's not because it's incompetent it is but it's because uh dude whose name i can't think of right now think, tommy wiseau tommy wiseau thinks that it is a great movie yeah um, that's probably why all of the what's his name movies are good too it's why birdemic one is amazing but birdemic two isn't Birdemic 1 isn't a joke to the director, and it wasn't meant to be. Birdemic 2, like, he's still not quite in on the joke, but he realizes that it is. That's why it's He's too good. self-aware. It's why it's why I don't really like the, the what are the, shark tornado movies, sharknado movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just not good because they know what they are. For a good, yeah. a bad movie to be good, it can't know what it is. And how... Miami Connection doesn't know. It it went into it thinking that it was a good movie, and it isn't. And so that's why I love it so much. How do you think you become that person? Like, like I think the thing is, is like, uh, with within me and you and a couple other people I know, I have the 
the group of people to make a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know people that do sound design. But I know you people don't that want to make a movie. Well, and, but I think the question is, is like, let's say I did like how I, I am not the person who could, who could make that movie and go like, ah, oh, hell yeah. Nailed it. Well, I, don't um, know. I, don't know I would be the person that was like, oh God, this is actually far worse than we thought it was. <laughs> like, and that's I, the difference is that but if, what it, is it that not, makes that person? It's like not necessarily abundance the, of self-confidence. Well, it's, it's like not your only, parents told you from day one, everything you did was just, you know, the most amazing thing on the planet and you believe them. I think that you also have to go like that. You may realize that it's not bad, but it's still like, I'm putting my, my vision out there. I'm doing this. Like you have to, I feel like almost want to do this. Um, I, I would actually, I would believe that in this case that YK Kim, his, his goal in this wasn't necessarily to make the best movie in the world, but it was to put out the message of what yeah. Taekwondo was yeah. and but, and how it could, you know, change the world. Uh-huh. Maybe you need a vision. God, Maybe I need a vision. A I, moral code, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> we just watched the new Spencer movie. I need a better moral code. <laughs> really. All right. Uh, what's the scale that we rate these on? Is it 1 to 10 OMGs? Like, would you want, like, would you... We should use squirrels. I think we're missing out. (laughs) I think it was Carter's idea. All right, how many seven and a half squirrels (laughs) at a seven and three quarters? I don't think you should ever give something a half a squirrel. Because then you get in discussions if it's the top half or the bottom half, or you split it in half. You like along that's nobody wants half a squirrel. squirrel. Yeah. Don't don't do that. All right, one out of ten. OMGs, call. How many do you give it? Oh, this movie's like the greatest thing ever. I've seen it. I think this is the seventh time now. It may. I think it's actually the eighth time. I literally sing. And no one's killed you. I sadly enough can back that up because he's done it to me when we've like been playing video games. Yeah, Uh, occasionally against the ninja. Yeah, you know? yeah, uh, yeah. You know, you just kind of want to pump your fist in the air and go, Taekwon, Taekwon. Uh, I never wanted to do that. Maybe Weird. you should. Uh, <laughs> just do it completely out of context around strangers. Uh, Colby does. Yeah. Um, no, I think that this movie, everyone should see it. I, again, so is, is, this I, a, is this a 10? Yes, I don't think that this movie is good. I mean, any more than I think that the room is good, but I think it's it's amazing. Yeah, that's fair. It's absolutely fair. Uh, Brooke, I think, has a slightly different opinion. <laughs> she has um, a wrong you. opinion. Has, <laughs> have have you come around on this movie during this podcast at all, honey? After... No, I think this movie is terrible. <laughs> but is I it think... so terrible it's good? No. <laughs> it didn't hold my attention at all i can i can back that up <laughs> like i'm i'm sitting there because i think the thing is is when i watch these movies mm-hmm. i spend a lot of time going what uh-huh. what I'm... and i did a lot of that during this movie and brooke's like who is that guy is that a girl why is he being <laughs> a girl i'm like no no that's macaulay culkin and she's like that's kid rock she's like is he a girl i'm like no why is he wearing a spangly shirt i'm like i have you been paying attention at all no no i i think that it is a dude movie. <laughs> like, I don't think that I'm not saying no women would like this, but it's, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't karate does. I mean like the karate kid was the last movie I watched that involved any sort of 
martial art. Martial art. art. <laughs> and I, I don't recall it particularly holding my attention either. I will. So, I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> you will? I will say Amy enjoys this movie, or at least lies and tells me she does. <laughs> it's it's the latter, Colby. <laughs> it's okay 100% I, like, I'm not saying no one would. I'm just saying that. All right. What would you give it, honey? I... They a tried ten. real hard. They put in a good effort. <laughs> we'll say a three. <laughs> Brooke just gave Miami Connection like the the <laughs> that little soccer player trophy. Like good it's effort, first, boys. Participation trophy. <laughs> well, let's, let's all get some pizza. Here's some orange slices and a Capri Sun. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe a cupcake. I will be honest. The first time I watched this, I liked it less than the second time I watched it. And then, like, after doing a bunch of research into how it was made and who made it and, you know, what they were doing, I think I actually liked it even a little bit more. Um, I, I kind of want to watch it again. Good luck with that. Um, <laughs> I guess it'll be by myself. <laughs> um, so I think I would I would probably give it a seven. So... That actually gives us a that gives this movie a solid uh, rating of five that's from from our little group. <laughs> no, actually, that's not how math no, works. No, that is not how math 20 works. Twenty divided by three. No, actually, it's even better. It's like a six point five. This is sad. <laughs> sad, sad day. All right. So, what what movie did you want to do next, Cole? So, I'm going to give you two an option because I just looked up one. Why does movie. he get to pick? <laughs> because do you know any bad movies? No, I call an S. Colby. Because <laughs> I watch these movies just for funsies. The only like, bad movie but, I know of is a Christmas movie that was so bad that I turned it off. So See, that's I, the difference. I don't turn off bad movies. Um, it was so bad. It's, it's like I've always said that this was actually just like a backdoor like kind of thing to get other people to watch bad movies. So I have someone besides my wife who I forced to watch them. To talk with me about movies. She must really love you. I actually believe that. Yeah. Um, occasionally, like, when mom's over, I'm like, hey, we're watching Miami Connection. And she's like, well, okay. I'm like, eh. Uh, mom's seen she Miami Connection. She has a car. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, your choice is another awesome karate movie. Better than this one. Different than this one. Called Samurai uh-huh. Cop. Or... Uh-huh. Uh, the amazing Hulk Hogan movie called No Holds Barred. Oh. <laughs> Cliff has seen That's that. That's a you tough might... one. I don't know. I know that I watched it with Cliff. I don't know if you were there. I might have been. I have not seen No Holds Barred, I don't yes, think. Yes, you have. I don't know why I tell you you've seen movies because you always I don't remember. <laughs> I think we should. I think and we he's should. He's really like very strongly disagrees. Like, I've never seen that. He, and he... then you watch it. He'll be like, oh, I remember this. Uh, so so <laughs> he's better than my mom who like will vehemently disagree that she has seen this movie. I'm like, no, I watched it with you. Why are we going off of your memory when mine is much better? All right. I think we should we should space out our uh, our ninja movies just because I think that's the trap we uh, fell into with watching like three Titanic movies in a row. Yeah, I kind of burned uh, us out on the So No Holds Barred, topic. when world wrestling champion Rip Thomas refuses to join a competing network, an evil executive creates a new program, The Battle of the the tough guys where rules don't exist and men engage in an all-out brawl for money 
1989 Hulk Hogan sounds fantastic. I own it on Blu-ray. <laughs> I have considered trying to get a Rip'em t-shirt, but I don't know why I don't have one, because you can buy them. It, this movie does have four and a half stars out of five on Amazon Prime Video. It has Tony Tiny just... Lister in it. I don't know who that is. You will. <laughs> get it, getting yourself like a cricket or a silhouette, and then you could just make random t-shirts for whatever weird bad movies that, you know... The phrase, the catchphrase from your your favorite uh, actors are. Couldn't you can I put just them on everything them from you, own. you? Wouldn't that be cheaper than buying a cricket? True. Probably. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, <laughs> you heard it here. If you want bad T-shirts, you can commission Brooke. I'll start an Etsy store tomorrow. All right. If uh, you enjoyed this podcast, and of course you did, uh, I would uh, suggest going to omgwatchthispod.com. That will give you links to our website and all the places you can follow us on social media and uh, all the different ways to subscribe to this podcast, including places like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and whatever Google's doing with podcasts this week um i suspect cliff will even tell you how to find this movie so you can watch it (laughs) i will also tell you how to find this it's it's streamable on uh, amazon prime via imdb.com oddly (laughs) enough i will actually say that watching this movie on imdb was fantastic because there's no this movie was not meant to have commercials in any way and there's a the first commercial break on this goes from this weird ninja scene to this weird other (laughs) commercial and brooke and i are like what is happening? It was like two old guys having coffee. <laughs> and then we realized that it was a commercial and we're like, oh. oh. <laughs> so I showed that same commercial every single time. <laughs> I oh. am going to need to start some sort of Kickstarter because for $279, I could own a Rip'em t-shirt that is signed by Hulk Hogan. Wow, that's exciting. I think it's a GoFundMe thing, not yeah. a Kickstarter. I don't know. I, I, work. All, I think it's a great idea. I think it's an absolutely great idea. Uh, anyway, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at OMG Watch This Pod. Um, if you like us, go give us a review on Apple Podcasts. It would be fantastic. And I'm curious what someone actually thinks about this podcast. Um, if you don't like I'm us, not sure what I think about this that. podcast, but... <laughs> if you hate if you think we're a five star podcast this is omg watch this pod and uh you can go rate us on apple podcast if you think it's less than five stars this is sword and scale uh go <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you people colby i guess sing again uh against the ninja we will fight the... no <laughs> love it <laughs>